Good morning, everybody. Welcome to you. My name is Tim Harris, pastor of Woodburn Baptist Church. If you're a first-timer, really, really happy to see you here. If you're joining us by way of Facebook or YouTube, God bless you guys. Prairie, Oklahoma, we love you all. A number of our families traveling for fall break on some sunny beach somewhere while we are sloshing around here at home in a gully washer of a rainy day. But it's going to be a good nap day later. Later, not while I'm preaching, but later uh, you can take Take your nap. Starting a new sermon series today entitled Away with Words. I want us to talk about talking. I want us to talk about how it matters what we say, how we say it, and what God intends for us in the way we use our mouths. Let's start in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. This is what the Word of God says, and this is astonishing. Listen, the tongue can bring death or life. And the tongue has the power, the scripture says, of both death or life, and those who love to talk will reap the consequences. The tongue has power. Death and life are in its power. I just think that's amazing. It shouldn't be so surprising to you, though, if you understand uh, who God is and how he is revealed to us in the scriptures, then you know that one of the first things we learn about this God is that he speaks. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and God said, let there be light. God uh, his word itself has creative power. Uh, that in itself is just amazing. God reveals himself as the God who speaks. We are created in his image, which means that our ability to use words, our ability to have language is one of the ways in which we bear God's image. It's what makes us unique in all of the world. You're saying, well, Pastor Tim, you know, my cat talks to me. No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. It, 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 your cat's not talking to you. I did go to vacation once at a place where they had a, a parrot in a tree that stood outside the marina all day long, and it would talk to people, you know, hello, as you went by. It would say, Taylor is a pretty boy. The bird's name was Taylor. Taylor is a pretty boy. Taylor's, I mean, I mean, it talked like that, but can we just all agree, you know, that's not a TED talk. I mean, that's not anything impressive. That bird isn't using any, any intellect there. I visited a lady once, though. It was really creepy. She had this big white cockatoo in a cage that would make the sound, the exact sound of a phone ringing. So you would think the phone is ringing. Then the bird would answer the phone in the woman's voice, which was really crazy. Like it would make like the phone to ring. Then the bird would say, hello, oh, hi, because apparently that's what the woman said, hello, oh, hi. And this, I mean, this bird was, I mean, this bird would kill you in your sleep. I mean, that, that's creepy. To me, but, but again, understand, there are certain creatures who have the ability to imitate sounds and even imitate the sound of words, but we alone use words in the image of the God who made us, the God who speaks. In the New Testament, Jesus is the word become flesh, so just understand, this ability to speak, the ability to use language, the ability to open our mouths and have words come out, this is one of the ways in which we bear the image of of the God who makes us, which is to say that God loves us, has this marvelous plan for our lives, but also very importantly, God has a plan for your words, for the way that you speak, for the way that you will use your tongue in this life. The tongue can bring the power of death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. See, this is what we forget. Words have consequences. Because words have power, things happen when you speak. And you don't always think about that. You just open your mouth and words come out. You don't always realize the fact that there are 
consequences. And that consequence can be absolutely devastating when the tongue has the power to speak death or, or life. Do you understand this? How significant this is in your spiritual life? The problem is for any of us, it is very, very easy to slip into a habit of speaking destructively. It's one of the easiest things in the world to do. Just fall into the habit of using words negatively. It might be easy to do, but it's not okay. So turn with me in Matthew chapter 12. Let's come to the words of Jesus and begin this conversation uh, about our words. Matthew chapter 12, uh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 33 is where I'll begin. Matthew 12, 33. Jesus is in the middle of an argument with the Pharisees. Jesus has just uh, cast a demon out of a possessed man who was blind and unable to speak. That started uh, an argument with the Pharisees who began to say, well, if he can cast out demons, that must mean he's from the devil, which is absurd. So Jesus is trying to give a lesson on how you can tell a person's spiritual identity, you know, are they from God, are they from the devil, how do you know? And it leads us to verse 33 where Jesus says something very startling about your words. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Wow. So our aim is to control our tongue, right? I was in the dentist chair one day. It's not my favorite place to be. Does anybody just love going to the dentist? Anybody at all? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it, it's not our favorite thing. To, to lay in that chair, you know, kick back with your mouth open, with, you know, several sets of hands in your mouth with tools and, you know, it, with your eyes closed. And it's just, oh gosh, uh, I, don't, I don't love that. Um, my hygienist is great, by the way, but, but again, uh, just it's the whole thing. So one day I was in the, in the dentist chair, you know, with everybody's hands in my mouth and my eyes were closed just trying to get through this nightmare. And uh, my dentist said something really strange. The dentist said, Mr. Harris... Relax your tongue. Relax your tongue. Before that moment, I'd never really considered my tongue as something that could be tense. You know, I've, you know, you know, tense muscles all the time, but, but, but to relax my tongue. He said, Mr. Harris, relax your tongue. I, I need you to move it to the other side of your mouth. I can't see the tooth I'm trying to fix. So relax your tongue. That, that in itself was sort of astonishing that he would say that. But then move your tongue to the other side of your mouth. I don't often think about which side of my mouth my tongue is on. And so, to, you know what I'm saying? Like, do y'all have all these abilities? Like, I just don't ever, you know, take control like that. 
And so I tried, to, I tried to do what he was asking me to do, but I think basically what I did was lick his hand. I just sort of <laughs> went the wrong way, seriously, and like licked his hand. He said, Mr. Harris, please relax your tongue. And so then he started, I felt him pushing against something, which I believe was my tongue. He was pushing my tongue over. And, uh, and then he said, thank you, which means I must have done what he wanted me to do. And then when I said, you're welcome, I think I licked him again. I mean, that's just how, how it works. Because I can't control this thing, this organ in my mouth. I know some of you can curl your tongue. You can, you can, you know, t- turn your tongue into some sort of cauliflower shape. You can trill your R's when you're speaking Spanish. I can't do any of that. I can't do anything. I don't know if my tongue is at this moment tense, relaxed. I don't know if my tongue is left town. I don't know anything about this, and I don't have any kind of control over it, and I don't think you do either. We're told it's an organ, a a muscle that lives in our mouth and throat. I don't know how far down it goes. I just know that, you know, I open my mouth and words come out. And that's how most of us live our lives. We open our mouths and words come out. Let me teach you a word for the day. Here you go. This is a real word. I don't even have to make stuff up because the world is just so weird. Uh, The word is logaria. It's a real word. Look it up. Logaria. Logaria comes when you put together two Greek words. The first one is logos, which means word. The second one is rhine, which is a word for river. has to do with the flow of water. So logaria literally means word flow or a river of words. Now, have you noticed this sounds like another word you might know? Logaria sounds like, yeah, I know. I, I, y'all said it. I didn't say it, but it sounds like, like that. Um, it is not a pleasant or pretty word because it's describing something that is not pleasant or pretty. It's that flow of words, that river of words that comes out of our mouth. Literally, some of us have diarrhea of the mouth. You know what I mean? Words just flow. Words just pour out. Now, I can look across this congregation, and I know some of you are, are, are bigger talkers than, than others of you. Some of you, you, you wake up talking, you talk all day, you go to bed talking, you talk in your sleep. I mean, you just talk, and that's how you are. Others of you, I, I, I know some of you, I, I could kick you in the knee. I don't think you'd talk. You know, you're just quiet. I, I, I get that. So we have different levels of talkativeness, but I think we can all recognize that there is this flow of words, this flow of words that for most of us is actually rather constant. And we don't think a lot about it. We really, really don't. When Scripture says that your words literally have power, you can speak life into things, and you can speak death into into things. And and that means you can literally kill things with your words, but you don't consider that. I don't really think about that either. I just talk. I just open my mouth and words just flow out. But Jesus reminds us, honestly, that there's a lot to consider when it comes to the flow of words coming out of your mouth. What Jesus says that's most important is in verse 34. Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. The King James says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So understand, it's not just a word flow out of your mouth, it's actually the overflow, the abundance of the heart. Your heart has a flow, and what flows out of your heart is what eventually comes out of your mouth. What Jesus is saying is that your words reveal the condition of your heart. 
This is better than an MRI. This is better than a CAT scan, an EKG, whatever you want to call uh, your heart scan. If you really want to know the true condition of your heart, all you have to do is just listen to your words. It comes out. It will always come out. The, The true condition of your heart is what comes out of your mouth. So understand what Jesus says. Out of the abundance, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Your words reveal the condition of your heart, which means to put it a little more simply, it comes out of you because it's in you. What comes out of your mouth comes out because it's in you. Now, you're looking at me calmly, but I know in a couple of minutes some of you are going to be alarmed because you're going to begin to understand what this means. It comes out of you because it's in you. You've sort of developed this habit of not taking a lot of responsibility for what comes out of your mouth. Because what comes out of a lot of our mouths is not good. If we have the power to speak life or to speak death, a lot of us do a lot of, you know, death speak. I mean, you're like, you you got bullet for breath. It's just how it works. There's this ability to speak. And some of us have fallen into habits of speaking very, very negatively. I would say especially coming out of COVID, especially coming out of 2020, there's just more negativity. There are more people who are angry, more people that are bitter. It comes out of you because it's in you. Say, Pastor Tim, no, 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 you don't understand. You don't understand the week I've had. You don't understand what a hard time. You don't don't know how much I hate wearing a mask, you know? And so that's what you do. You try to blame it on the situation. You know, Pastor Tim, you you don't understand how hard my life is. You don't understand what it's like for me. No, it's not your situation. You can blame your situation. You could say, Pastor Tim, if it weren't for slow drivers, I wouldn't even cuss. No, do you understand? The, The words come out of you not because people drive slowly. It comes out of you because it's in you. It doesn't really matter what situation you're in, it comes out of you because it's in you. So you blame your situation or you blame people, like other people. Oh, you don't understand the people I work with, Pastor Tim. If I worked at church, you know, with Warren and all the Christian people at church, I, you know, I, I could probably, you know, I, I could probably just open my mouth and let flowers come out too. But, you know, you, people at work, I, I try to be nice. I try to be nice. But you can't be nice with, with the people. You don't understand that. No, no. It's not the people's fault. It comes out of you because it's in you. No, Pastor Tim, they bring it out of me. You don't understand how my wife is. Man, but my wife just, I, I try to control my temper, but she just brings it out of me. No. It's not your wife bringing it out of you. It comes out of you because that's what is in you. It's in you. Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's in you. So understand, it's not a work problem. It's a mouth problem. Uh, Understand, it's not in any way a, a marriage problem. It's a heart problem. It's a heart problem comes out of you because it's in you. So understand this, the negativity in your heart will poison your words. Comes from the heart, right? So that negativity in your heart will poison your words and ultimately destroy the life of things around you. The tongue has the power of life and death. That means that negativity in your heart 
poison your words. And that means that by the way you talk, you can literally kill. You can literally destroy the things in your life. And, and you may actually love some of these things. That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure you understand that you're doing this. It, it, it's the power of your words. Well, Pastor Tim, I'm not sure I believe all that. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about how this works. The negativity in your heart. I, I mean, I don't know if you're even aware of that, but the rest of us are. Because this is a thing, I'm not sure you hear yourself talk. I'm not even sure you listen to yourself. The rest of us do. But I'm not sure you listen to yourself. If you had to hear yourself, the negativity in your heart, like I say, COVID has just brought so much negativity you know, into the hearts of people. And I'm not sure you understand the person you've become in the past year. I have more and more couples in my office now with, with trouble, and, and I understand that in part. But you know how many couples actually, they'll go back and they'll trace like, you know, the point where it became unlivable. You know how many couples say it's like the 2020 election? Like, the, like seriously, the presidential election. Like there are people who got so angry and so bitter, and they're still angry and bitter. And that's insane. It's just insane. I love our country too. And I'm very, very politically minded. I try not to bring that into the pulpit. But I'm telling you, you, you spend every day of your life mad at Nancy Pelosi and, and there's something wrong with you. You're, you're angry all the time. And it's over. You know? It's over. You're mad at Nancy Pelosi, but it's your poor wife who has to listen to your anger all the time. There's something wrong with you, sir. There's just something wrong when you just have all of this negativity in you and you just continue to have this, you know, diarrhea of the mouth all of the time. You're angry all the time or bitter all the time. Nothing pleases you. That negativity in your heart, it poisons your words and then understand over time, you're just destroying the life of things around you. Just destroy. Let's start here. Let's start with yourself. Let's just say that you wanted to learn how to absolutely make yourself miserable. How could you do that? How could you just ruin your own life? Make yourself miserable. I'll tell you, it's simple. It has to do with the way you talk to yourself. Everybody has a relationship with themselves. I got a relationship with myself. And it's simple. I know you have a relationship with yourself for the simple reason that you talk to yourself. We all do. It's my favorite part about my day off. I talk to myself all day long. I answer myself, y'all. I mean, it's a, it is a brilliant conversation between me and me. Talk to myself. You do the same thing. The question I'm asking you to consider is, how do you talk to yourself? What kind of words do you use? How do you talk to that person in the mirror? Jesus says we're supposed to love our neighbors the way we love ourselves, which means there's kind of a fundamental peace you're supposed to have with the person who lives in your own skin, a certain kind of affection for, for the person that is you, and that is the love for which I, all the other love sort of comes, that ability to be at peace with yourself. That means there should be a certain level of friendship with yourself, but I would suggest that a lot of us, you don't talk to yourself like a friend. You talk to yourself like an enemy. You are your own worst enemy. 
You talk to yourself and you tell yourself, you look in the mirror and you say, I'm fat, you're fat, you're ugly. Nobody would ever love you. Look at you. You can't do anything right. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, this is how we talk to ourselves. You'll never be any better. It'll never change for you. You can't change. You're just like your mama. You're just like your daddy. Look at you. You can't do anything right. Nobody's going to love you. Nobody wants to be with you. I mean, just go right ahead, honey. You just keep talking to yourself that way, and you will absolutely make yourself miserable. You're speaking death. You're speaking death. The tongue has that power of life and death, and you can just kill all of your own happiness just with the words you use, just talking to yourself. And what you need to understand is that works in nearly every area of your life. It works everywhere. Would you like to be miserable at work? I can tell you how to do it. It's really, really easy. What you got to do is just complain about work all the time. Talk bad about work. Just get in that habit. I mean, polish this down to an art form where all you do is complain about work. I mean, work on it. Work on how much you hate it. I mean, continue to practice just being negative about it. Complain about the hours. Complain about how much they expect you to do and they don't pay you enough. Keep telling yourself that you're the only person who can do anything right. Keep telling yourself, you know, I'm the only one that does anything else around here. Everybody else is just on a 12-hour smoke break. I mean, just keep telling yourself. Tell yourself what a pinhead your boss is. Tell yourself how, how incapable and crazy all your coworkers are. Just go right on ahead. Complain about your hours. Complain about your pay. Criticize everybody. Talk down about the company. And I guarantee you, you can make yourself miserable. You have that power in your tongue. This works everywhere. It's school. Everything I just said about work, it applies to school. For those of you who are students, would you like to hate school? Just complain about the homework all of the time. Talk about your teachers. Give them stupid nicknames. Talk about how the teachers are always up in your business, always on you. I mean, talk about the other students. Complain about the cafeteria food. Talk about how it tastes like barf. I mean, just keep on, just keep on. I'm telling you, you can absolutely learn to hate every single minute of school. And it's as simple as just, you know, running your mouth. Just talk it down. Talk it to death. I don't work at church. I know people who love this church, love the church. But then they fall into the habit of talking about it, talking down about it. And it's a church that you love, but you can make yourself miserable at church. Just start talking bad. Just start complaining and criticizing. I'm not, I'm not saying that we can't talk about problems. So, Pastor Tim, can I not talk about problems at work? Can I not talk about problems you know, at home? Can I not talk about problems at school? Can we not talk about problems at church? Of course we can. That's not what you're doing. You're just continuing to, to let this flow of words come out of your mouth, and it's always negative. It's speaking death to everything. You want to be miserable at church? Just complain. Those new lights are too bright. I don't know what Eskimo sets the thermostat up in that place, but in the middle of summer, i got to wear my sweater. I say that, actually. I'm freezing all the time, y'all. Y'all got this place so cold, I can't stand it. Uh, we just talk. Yeah. 
oh my goodness, can't find a parking place. I don't know who mows this yard around here, but they don't know how to run a weed eater. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Just, that's, that's just how we talk. We just run it all down. You know, music is too loud. You know, just go ahead. I'm, I'm telling you, it's the church you love. But you can be miserable here if you just begin to just go ahead. Out of the negative poison in your heart, you, you just begin to kill the life of things that you actually care for. It'll work in your marriage. You want to kill your marriage? Talk about your spouse. Run them down. Complain about him. Talk about how you do everything in this house and he just sits on the couch. I mean, go ahead. I mean, just work on that, baby, because you can ride that pony a long way. Talk about how he's just like his daddy. Talk about how she just, I tell you, she, you know, she's not affectionate. She don't pay any attention to me. She put on weight since she had the kids, and she don't know how to cook nothing, but she sure knows how to eat. I mean, just go ahead. Just talk like that. Run, run her down. Get your spouse out in public and then like make a joke that makes her the butt of the joke. Let everybody laugh at her. I mean, just go ahead. Would you like to have a miserable marriage? It is simple. Just keep on talking. Keep on talking the way you talk. See, when you first got married, you didn't talk like that. When you first got married, you said, oh, baby, you complete me. You complete me. Oh, baby, you're so hot. You're so hot. You're going to set off the fire alarm in this, in this room. You're so hot, baby. You're so beautiful, baby. And now how do you talk to her? Now you say things like, I hate the way you chew. I hate those black socks you wear all the time. Don't you know you got more socks? I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. You just keep right on talking like that. You want to have a miserable marriage? It's simple. It's simple because your tongue has the power of life and death. And it is one of the easiest things in the world to do, to fall into a habit of just kind of speaking death, you know, speaking negatively about everything. It's easy, but it's not okay. Now, some of you think, well, Pastor Tim, you know, at the end of this sermon, he's going to tell us we need to watch our mouths. You know, he's going to tell us, you know, we, we need to clean up our mouth. He's going to wash our mouth out with soap. He's going to say we need to put a jar on the kitchen table, and every time somebody says a, a dirty word, they've got to put in a quarter. Okay, I'm being really honest with you. There are not enough quarters in the world for some of you. Because it's not really a mouth problem. It's not a mouth problem. That's why you can't control it. That's why you just continue to open up your mouth and, and, and words fly out. And Sometimes you think about the consequences, sometimes you don't, but words have consequences. You can't control it. If you could, you'd have changed it a long time ago. It's not a mouth problem, it's a heart problem. And you can put all the quarters and all the jars in the world. It will not change your heart. You have no power to change your own heart. That's why you need Jesus. I said that it's part of the image of God in us, this ability, this, this gift of language, this ability to use words. It's one of the ways that we're created to reflect the, the nature and, and goodness of, a, of, our, of our majestic creator. But the problem is sin. 
Sin has ruined that. Sin has ruined every part of us. It's marred that image of God in us. And, and that sin comes out in your language just like it comes out in everything else. It's sin in you. It's the anger. It's the bitterness. It's the unforgiveness. It's all of that ugliness in you. It is spiritual poison. It is sin. And it comes out of your mouth because it's in you. Your problem is inward. It's spiritual. And you need spiritual power, and you don't have it. I don't either. That's why we call upon Jesus. That's why if you haven't already invited Jesus to come in and, and, and remake you from the inside out, the very next words you should speak should be to him. You should call out to him and say, Jesus, create in me a clean heart, oh God, and, and renew in me a right spirit. You understand? You need him to recreate you from the inside, and then what comes out will be different. It's a heart problem. You need Jesus. And the puzzling part of this is that most of the people in the sound of my voice would say they know Jesus. You say that you've got Jesus in your heart. And so you've really got some explaining to do because if it's Jesus in your heart, why is it when you talk the devil comes out? You understand what I'm saying? Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The tongue itself has this power of life and death. In the last few weeks, we buried three very beautiful women from our congregation. We buried Nancy Church. We buried Faye Lawrence. And yesterday, we buried Margie Weeks. These are amazing women of God. There's a crater left in the fellowship of this church when you take those three women out. These women make this positive impact in the lives of so many people. But understand that they make this positive impact because of the beauty in their hearts. It just came out in everything that they did, and especially in their words. You can't have a positive impact in the lives of people when your words are negative. When your words tear down, when your words criticize and complain, you continue to speak death. And you're killing things that you actually love. Relationships, your job, your life. You're killing it. The other thing Jesus says in the verse, which I think is just so... Terrifying is that uh, we're going to stand before him and give an account for every idle word. Every idle word. Idle words are like the words I speak when like, I don't even know I'm talking. You know, it's, it's just like you know, the word, the idle words. You're not thinking about it. It's just shooting the breeze. The point of that is not a single word you've spoken is going to escape judgment. It's all going to come back. You're going to stand before Jesus and they're going to run the audio of your life. And you're going to stand before Jesus and have all your words come back. You say, well, Pastor Tim, I don't believe that. That's going to take a lot of time. We're in eternity. We got time. What's that going to be like for you? I mean, to stand and look Jesus in the face while your words are ringing out through the halls of heaven, I mean... 
You've said so much. You've torn down so much. You've killed so much with your words. What, what's it going to be like to look into the face of Jesus, the light of his face when in your darkness you've spoken so many harmful words? Your words will either acquit you or condemn you, Jesus says. You'll give an account on judgment day. So the tongue has this power of life and death. And those of us who talk all the time are going to reap consequences. It comes out of you because it's in you. So if we're going to work on what comes out of your mouth, understand we have to allow Jesus to remake the contents of your heart. Only he can do that for you. Pray with me. My oh, Lord Jesus, I suppose we're painfully aware of how with our words, Lord, we can tear things down. We can destroy things. Not usually all at once, Lord. It often takes a lot of time, sometimes a lot of words, sometimes, you know, weeks and weeks and months and months and years and years of us continuing, Lord, to criticize and point out the bad talk it all up. Lord, we often like to make excuses, you know, like a, we can't help it, but it comes out of us because it's in us. Lord, would you remake what's in us? Would you take over our hearts in such a way where it affects our mouths? We long to be the people, Lord, who do not speak death, but the ones who speak life. We want to speak life, Lord. We want to speak life into the place where we work. We want to speak life into our family. We want to speak life into the heart of our spouse. We want to speak life into the fellowship of this church, Lord Jesus. We want to be those who speak life, who open our mouths and a river of life-affirming words flows, Lord Jesus. We want to be like you. We have no power to control this organ in our mouths, Lord God. We have no power, no, no ability, Lord, to speak without always putting our foot in our mouths, Lord. But Jesus, you have that power. So, Lord Jesus, create in us a clean heart, a new heart, and renew a steadfast spirit in us, Lord. Change us from the inside out so that what comes out, Lord Jesus, will glorify you, will bring life into this world, Lord, where there is so much death and darkness. Jesus, we uh, surrender ourselves to your spirit today. Do in us, Lord, what only you can do. We pray these things in the name of Jesus.